Hello. Hello. And welcome to the Macaw Podcast Universe. Today is a special day. It's two days after Christmas when this is released. And uh, this hopefully you got some toys because today we're starting a new franchise about toys. Yes. And of course, this is the series where we go through franchises and we analyze it like crazy. And then we decide if it's good or not, what parts are good, how we'd fix it, all of that jazz. And we're finally through Marvel as of last week. Yep. And then now we are on to Toy Story. Yes. And because of that, we have a special guest. We have our friend, Daniel Grissom. Hello, hey, Daniel. Hey. Woo! <laughs> so this is the first time that we've had a guest. And uh, the reason we wanted to have him, beyond the fact that he is our friend, is that he is an animator himself. Would you... Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. I got through uh, animation school uh, in 2017, graduated... Uh, early 2018 and then I kind of took some time off to focus on a demo reel and you know uh, life has bills so I had to do some side work here and there uh, just doing my old construction job and then now I'm back in the game hunting for some jobs Uh, most of it is in Vancouver Canada oh uh, really on the west coast yeah so all the Netflix stuff is being shipped to Vancouver and there's some secret projects I can maybe talk to you guys about off. Ooh, air. really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that, are you are, are you going to be involved in some of those? Um, I'm developing a demo reel for um, maybe some superhero stuff oh. coming up. Cool. But, yeah. Wait, so where did you, you go? Where did you go to school? <laughs> uh, I went to school uh, at Animation Mentor. Okay. It's an online. Okay. Program, okay. yeah. Cool. cool. I've never heard of it. Yeah, cool. there, it, it's. Cool. I'm sure if you're in animation, everyone knows about it. Like, if you go to art uh, institutes, you know, no, no, nothing bad on Cal Arts, but yeah. money, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. that's a thing. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. So, wait, I gotta go back. Are these are these superhero projects something you can talk about at all, or no? I can't. Okay. Okay. None of uh, all like, of it's on the like hidden. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. Now, cool. So. Wow. We're getting we're getting our in. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so, and you know, you and I did, well, actually the three of us, we did the Tearing Seams video, mm-hmm. my music video for that, where Jordan stippled the art and then you compiled it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's less animation, right? That was more... You know, you guys did the animation on that. I right, just, I guess so. I yeah. just did the computer work and I, I thought it turned out really cool. It's yeah. just one of those things that it would have taken a lot of time to do the polish that I feel like it deserved but at the time i was rushing between things oh yeah so if we ever compiled a new project i feel like it was like it is paving the way for something cool yeah Yeah. oh man well i'm i'm excited so on this on this show we've covered one other animated series which is shrek which is dreamworks and um i think the animation on that is pretty decent it depends on the movie well it's Um, it's cool it's interesting like the toy story series in that it started pretty young in in terms of animation so it's Mm -hmm. throughout the four of the five five right or or, yeah yeah five okay yeah but like throughout by the end of it it looks so different yeah than when it started and toy story same exact thing yeah and i just i this this is cool because this i mean this is the first computer generated full-on Live act or live action. I mean, <laughs> computer generated uh, movie. The, and, the new live action yeah, with the yeah, live yeah, and yeah. stuff. You're like, oh, well. And I just, to me, <laughs> I just am so fascinated by animation. So I, I hope you can help shed a light. Cause I, we did, um, during the summer, we went to 
OMSI, and yeah, they had a, they did a Pixar exhibit. A Pixar exhibit. Yeah, I was like two seconds away from going to that. Yeah, I, it was. Uh, I had gone to Portland, going to the Leica exhibit. Oh, and I want to go to the Leica exhibit. It oh, was man. so good, but it was the last weekend it was there. Yeah, and I was like, I'm gonna go. And then I walk into the building at Leica, the Portland um, Art Museum. And it was magical, but yeah, how was, how was the Pixar thing? I, it was. I actually, really wish I went to like. <laughs> well, like I'm sure I, they'll do it again sometime. You're yeah. standing there, and then someone next to you is like, "Oh yeah, I made that clothes." Oh. Talking to their kids, and I'm like, "Can I just be your kid?" And I know, right? I wanna. I, I, I wanna know more. Pixar Ramsey was great. I just like stop motion animation is just one of the most mind blowing things to me, oh, and yeah. I think because mm-hmm. it's physical. Yeah. For a lot of it's physical. Yeah. Ramsey Pixar was. Great. Um, yeah, I it was a lot of math. For like a layman like yeah. myself, um, someone who has no animation experience, it really helped me understand like a fundamental level to yes. where mm-hmm. like when we were watching Toy Story, um, comparing this because the last Toy Story movie I've seen is Toy Story Four, and then I yeah. then we watch this movie and we'll be watching the rest of them for yeah. the podcast. And I was like, oh, I see like what they did. Like I could tell you some of the things that they did in Toy Story Four. That 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 I could see the difference, you know, beyond mm-hmm. just going, oh, it looks better. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, the textures on these characters look more realistic. They they upped the texture. They were able to make the reflections more. Re- you know, mm-hmm. I could look at some of those things, but it's still Toy Story is so impressive. Well, one of the reasons they went with toys is because they could only make things look plasticky. If you if you that remember makes so much Toy yeah. Story, uh, one of the er- early. Um, uh, Pixar shorts was a baby and like a little tinker toy soldier uh, that okay. had symbols. And Teeny, after right? that, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I then, saw that in the research. Oh, the baby is the creepiest thing ever. I haven't. I, I would haven't, say that yeah. the, the humans in this movie look pretty, like they've come a long way. Oh, with yeah. The oh, yeah. Humans. oh yeah. They, they look weird. Yep. Yeah. Uh, like uh, Uncanny Valley. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, well, don't want to look at that, but Woody's cool. And yeah. Woody looks great. And Buzz Lightyear and all the whole cast. But it was it's really cool to see how animation started. And it came out in 1995. Yeah. And that year I, I was born. And then I was like, I always felt like, okay, if 3D animation started right when I was born, let's just run with it. Like, yeah. let's make it. <laughs> let's make it my thing. Yeah, sure. And why so, not? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what started in 1993 yeah. that I could latch onto? <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'm gonna jump in, and you probably know. Well, you definitely know more than I do. So just correct me if I'm wrong, or just jump in at any time. So mm-hmm. a little bit of the Pixar history. So um, Alexander Schur in 1974 recruited um, a bunch of computer scientists interested in creating the first computer animated movie. Mm-hmm. And then some of those animators, after meeting with George Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola, moved to Lucasfilm, mm-hmm. which I did not realize that George Lucas was also, you know, beginning stages involved in some of this stuff yeah. in, in, a, in a roundabout way. You know, money was always an issue for them, and they invested so much into the computer because George Lucas wanted to do Star Wars. And he's like, you guys create what you need to create, and we're going to take this to conventions, and we're going to try to sell it so that you guys can get more funding and eventually make Star Wars for me. Oh. Yeah. But then they started developing stuff, and Ed Catmull was the guy who 
started. He was one of the lead guys on who who was hired to make this computer. Okay. And uh, him, he he always wanted to be an animator, but he never really was. He was more of the computer guy. Huh. Okay. Yeah. But he uh, he ended up scanning a human hand and putting that into a computer and making a 3D model of that, and that's where it all started. But um, no, please continue. Yeah. No. <laughs> that's no. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Um, but one thing I wanted to mention is like a lot a lot of it's just crazy to me that of course George Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola you got The Godfather you got American Graffiti you have Star Wars you know these huge things but when I do research for stuff like this I'm like oh they were kind of involved in this whole thing that turned into you know 20 Pixar movies that are like some of the most lauded animated movies ever you know it's just I didn't I, I'm always surprised at how much Lucas had his hands in like all these different pies and like without him cinema is like completely different mm-hmm. yeah um uh so that maybe you could do you know about render man oh oh yeah and and the reyes oh well you, you know okay so render man okay. any animated <laughs> film you're going to get your animators and your the people that create it but render man is the ultimately the the end button that they press that says mm-hmm. take all these lights and everything that you see in the camera or in the scene and, and it compiles all of it so render man is kind of their baby their baby computer was the first uh pixar computer and it, it ran this 3d program and uh render man had a big thing to do with the software end of things cool yeah, because yeah. I, I just had that that's in at Lucasfilm. That was where they were like developing Render Man. Is that mm-hmm. is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, John Lasseter, who's going to be uh, the big name in Toy Story and Pixar. Yeah. Until his uh, demise in two years <laughs> Probably ago. Probably was canceled. Yeah. yeah. He gets uh, Me Too'd. Uh, <laughs> he was hired by Lucasfilm in 1983. Mm-hmm. And then they got a new compositing computer, and after a couple of names for it, they decided on the name Pixar for that computer. Yeah. Okay. Ugh, I'm doing. I'm doing You're okay. Doing good. Wikipedia is so far correct. <laughs> <laughs> You're the citation for me. Um, and then, so at Lucasfilm, they made the Genesis effect in Star Trek II and the Stained Glass Night in Young Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. And then Steve Jobs in '86 pays five million to George Lucas for technology rights and invest. Five million into Pixar, and he joins the board. So oh, did, did you know that Steve Jobs is no. like involved heavily with Pixar? I, nope. I almost feel like uh, Steve Jobs had a bigger part to play than George Lucas because once, yeah. oh. once Steve got in, he's like, "I love it. Yeah. I want more of it. Here's money," and yeah. he uh, he housed it and he made it a thing. Yeah, oh, I didn't great. know that. That's yeah. cool. Well, and, and didn't he have like a pretty big influence on Bugs Life? Or am I am um, I mi- misremembering you that? You might be right on that. I can't recall. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cut Why it. do you think cut that, that Micah? Why well, I think you? I think in his biography, because uh, Kyle Woolard was reading it when we were in Ecuador, he was talking about some of that stuff that he. But it was probably just investment wise, he was pushing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, so then um, there's the Luxo Luxo Junior short in 1986 with the Luxo ball. Um, and eventually Jobs keeps investing until he has basically con- control of the whole company. Hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. You know, that's when you're talking about those shorts is, is these artists and I'm Ed sure. Catmule. Oh yeah. Ed Catmule. <laughs> he, uh, he was working with John Laster to make a uh, animated short and they're like, okay, let's bring this to the world. And they okay. go to these big 
tech conventions and they're trying to sell it. And then Steve Jobs saw it and he's like, I'm going to be the first investor to try to lead people into investing and being a believer in Pixar. And then that would lead to our topic, our movie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Skipping skipping ahead, oh, man. Oh, hey, I, I won't. No spoilers <laughs> no, yet. No, really, I, I just have one more of before we're into the Toy Story production, which is um, Pixar makes a deal with Disney for $26 million to produce three animated films. What year? Um, I, I think it's like three or four years before. Toy Story. I, I, I didn't write the year. I don't I don't remember, but... Um, but it's before... Like, obviously, before Toy Story. Yeah. But I imagine yeah. at this time, it's more of, like, they're contracting Pixar than they own Pixar. Is that right? Well, they are contracting Pixar, and they didn't make a deal to um, own it quite yet because they needed animators and creative people to fill the void at Pixar. Okay. And uh, that's where John Laster came from Disney. He was a Disney animator, and then he jumped ship and went over to Pixar. And then that's oh. where John I think was they like, talk about that on Blank Check. Yeah. Oh, okay. In okay. the Incredibles episode. They we did, yeah. Talking about Brad Bird. Yeah. Yeah, Brad yeah. Bird was over there as a young guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and oh, I love when, Brad Bird. When does Iron Giant come out? Iron Giant? Uh, oh, that was an awkward phase. But that was that was after... Um, that was after uh, Toy Story, but I can't remember what year. I think it was 2000. Okay, but doesn't that movie have a... Doesn't it do something that, like, had so never been done before? The Iron Giant himself is all 3D. Yeah. Okay, and, yeah. And the boy is 2D. Oh, and, okay. And the world is is kind of a mix. So it, it kind of does... It looks a, so good. It, that film and Treasure Planet, if oh, you remember. Oh, I love Treasure Planet so much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all... Oh, uh, man. Definitely. Brad Bird... I love Brad Bird Wait, did, he, so did Brad Bird do Treasure Planet? No. No. Oh, okay. It's just the but, same. But yeah. yeah. Okay. He he's he did I know he did Iron Incredibles Giant. and then Ghost Protocol, Mission Impossible, yeah. bringing Bird. like a cool visual language <laughs> to that movie that like no one else could have. Yeah. Like um, my wall of inspiration is just Brad Bird, like a picture <laughs> yeah. of his face. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think just Iron Giant and Tomorrowland. I, oh, right, Tomorrowland. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. he takes a while to make his movies, which mm-hmm proof is in the pudding they're great i mean yep. i haven't seen tomorrowland and i heard it's not great but i'm sure it's still like worth but I've, watching i think i've heard it's still visually interesting yeah because mm. he just rules yeah so um okay so now we're into toy story um we've kind of got the production we know a little bit about it so the movie's directed by john lassiter uh i think he's gonna go on to direct all of them except for the fourth movie if i remember right but we'll cover that in the next month yeah. <laughs> on this um, it's produced by Ralph Guggenheim, who, it's kind of weird. He has, like, Toy Story and then a bunch of weird things I've never heard of and then, like, 11 episodes of Bob's Burgers. Good for him. <laughs> kind yeah. of random. But, um, yeah. And then we have Bonnie Arnold, who, I, I don't know, I'm assuming something weird happened here because she did Toy Story and then the rest are, like, How to Train Your Dragon over the head. Oh, she so to... she's, like, out of the... Yeah. I'm... I can imagine from what I hear, Pixar was a boys club back then. So maybe they were like, let's get you out of here. I don't know. That's maybe <laughs> it, hearsay. It's one but... of those things that is like, let's get this project going. Oh, it worked now. Let's get everyone that we want and then right. push people oh, out. Oh, yeah. And that then, makes sense. But the people are talented. They, they yeah. all had really good skill. But, I mean, she's on the Dragon films producing. Yeah. So, I mean, she's doing something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that fire in those movies are insane. Ooh, Dragons 3, totally I've cool only seen the, one. You, you're a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so then the screenplay, uh, it's it's our it's the Avengers boy. It's um it's uh Joss Whedon is um he's mm-hmm. part of the screenplay. He so he actually um where is it? He is like the guy who breaks the the draft in a lot of ways. He added Rex to the story. Nice. Mm-hmm. And he added the idea of Buzz not realizing he's a toy. Nice. Before yeah. that, they just had Buzz as like this dumb toy. Oh, but he adds like that whole like existential yeah. crisis. Like, so, that's cool. Who am I? Yeah. Uh, then we got Andrew Stanton, who um, among so he 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 goes on to do Finding Nemo, Finding Dory. Um, I think another Pixar movie. I can't remember which. He directs those, um, but he's in the screenplay. But I just wanted to point out he directed the ep- two episodes of Stranger Things, which are Dig Dug and The Spy, and then he directed uh, John Carter, which was a very famous bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, he directed an episode of Better Call Saul, Pinata. Okay, and he directed one episode of Legion. So I kind of want to oh, like interesting rewatch those. I I want. I, because I feel like animators, when they go to live action, they have such a different view on things, and usually it's I bet the Legion a lot nuts. prettier when they, at least in my opinion, like they, they know how to bring an interesting language, like Ghost Protocol. I feel like uh, I, I was in live action before I got into animation, mm-hmm. and I would totally edit in big chunks and be like, ah, 10 minutes, that's so short. Yeah. Now, huh. 10 seconds to me is like, that's a lifetime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's so long. Well, and, and I think when, when you add, I, I use Brad Bird as an example, again, with stinking Ghost Protocol. It's such an impressive movie. It's like, he makes every, because he's an animator, I think they have this um, thought where they're like, we don't want to waste time. Like, we mm-hmm. need to be visual, let the audience see what they need to see and get out. Like that's the one with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. No, that's um, that's three that you're talking about. This that's JJ. This is the one where he climbs the Burj Khalifa. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. With Jeremy Renner, the yeah, sticky hands, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is up there on the one of the best, but I'm still partial to Fallout. Do you like Mission Impossible? Oh yeah. Oh, what? I was the one I, I like raised. I watched Mission Impossible two uh-huh. literally every other week. I was oh, like, really? oh, all the time. <laughs> the face effect, it got yeah. me. I, I was a little kid. I was like, yeah. I would need costume, Halloween face mask like that. <laughs> I want to be people. That what, what's people. your What's your favorite Mission Impossible movie? <sighs> Brad Bird did make a really good film. Yeah. yeah. And I, I like, I need to brush up on some Mission Impossible uh, because the most recent one, I watched it and leaving the theater, I was like, oh, this was okay. But Superman. Really? I don't know. Like the fight scene in the bathroom, literally the the whole worth of the film is that yeah, fight it's scene. Super oh, cool. yeah. 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 It's crazy. They 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 did some amazing stuff and spent something like three months just filming it in the On bathroom. just that scene? That's it, crazy. Makes sense though. There's so much that happens. It's yeah. like they they gave themselves two weeks and then it just took so much more time. Oh, and and it was a big part of that film that well, imagine like crazy. Like rebuilding that set every time, so they're mm-hmm. probably like I, I'm assuming they spent a lot of time just choreographing and practicing so that they mm-hmm. don't have to rebuild a set oh, so many man. times. Yeah, so they yeah, just that's destroy true. the yeah. bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> going through those through the brings all a those, whole new uh, meaning to, yeah. <laughs> to destroying the bathroom. <laughs> I'll add okay. a laugh track yeah. there. Okay. Well, yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm partial to Fallout. I that was a movie where I was running out of the theater like pumping my fist. I'm just like I do yeah. that in every one of those movies. <laughs> Yeah, me too now. <laughs> um, 
So I'll get back to this. We're, there's so many people in the screenplay. We also have Joel Cohen, but not to be confused with the Cohen brothers. This is a C-O-H-E-N. And he does. he's a writing partner with Alex Socolo, who also is in this. Um, and they did the Garfield movies. Nice. And Cheaper by the Dozen. Nice. Then story, we have John Lasseter, Pete Doctor, who'd go on to do yeah. Inside Out, Up, and Wally, I think. Did he do Wally? Um, I don't know. I'm thinking about John Lasseter right now. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know about uh, Wally. And then Andrew Stanton again, and then Joe Ranft, who is Lenny in Toy Story, The Binoculars. Hey. Hey, okay. And he goes on to do Cars and A Bug's Life, uh, writing those movies. Okay. It must be awkward to be binoculars in life yeah just yeah, like hey pick me seeing. up and use me yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and then we got music by randy newman no need to say more the score of this movie freaking rules and he you has the more. three you original songs you're saying more oh yeah i guess you're right <laughs> but um I, I love i love him and like all the movies he does such a good job um any thoughts on that? Agree? Disagree? I agree. Don't. Yeah, good. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, production company, it's Walt Disney and Pixar Animation, distributed by Buena Vista Pictures, comes out November 22nd, 1995. Domestically, the movie makes $191,796,233. Uh, worldwide, it makes $373,554,033. On a thirty million dollar budget. That's so crazy. But if you think about it, it's I wonder kind of a bigger number than that. Well, yeah, they yeah. had to like build a whole company. After this, but... I'm gonna do inflation and see what how much it would be today. Yeah. Um wait, Literally what did you say? Insane. And like add inflation and oh, see how yeah. much it would be today. I don't I don't know how to do that. You just Google yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that to you. Okay. <laughs> There's calculators. Um okay. I know I'm talking a lot, but this is just an interesting one to me. I love this movie. Uh, we got John Lasseter saw the light cycle scene in Tron, and it made him interested in computer animation. And that was, he saw that before Tron came out. Um, and he tried to pitch the Brave Little Toaster as complete computer graphics. Oh, the, the little toaster. It's a, Disney it's a was sad like, story. No, no, no. Oh, you no, know no. more? We, the Brave Little Toaster is literally. It, it is uh, Toy Story it, before Toy Story. Yeah, but I don't it, remember this movie. So like the whole thing with the Brave Little Toaster is like they they made this film and then some studio picked it up and and the film got made, but they're like the characters aren't relatable and it's like these these inanimate objects yeah. that you're, are in your day to day and then eventually they rethought the film and they're like toys. Yeah, would okay. be way better yeah. than a toaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> but he's yeah. so brave and so little. <laughs> I just remember enjoying it, but I was also really young, so yeah. I yeah. probably enjoyed it, anything. It, and somewhat uncanny and weird with like there's a heater that's alive and it like is coughing and breathing smoke into the house and burns down the house. It's weird. It's like the, the <laughs> yeah. film is weird. If going back and Toys looking was, at it. Toys right call next, yeah. for the yeah. next yeah. time. It's like yeah. the, the, the second time they do it. Yeah. Way better. Yeah. 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 So then uh, the first draft of this movie was pretty different. It had Tinny, that, that um, guy you were talking about earlier, yeah. uh, as a one-band team, like a one-man band, and he's teamed with a, a ventriloquist dummy, and they go on this big adventure. And then <laughs> uh, Woody was supposed to be a villain in that one, I guess. That's what um, hmm. Katzen, Katzberger from Disney suggested. I think his name's Katzberg. Katzenberg. Is that okay, Katzenberg. This tracking? 
I, I I vaguely know a little bit about him, but I I, okay. I can't remember. Um, and then Katz, Katzenberg was like, "Let's rework this. This isn't good." Uh, second draft was more of a two buddies with different ideals working together. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tinny was changed to a soldier, and then a space character. After that, uh, the name was Lunar Larry. Then Tempest from Morph, and then Buzz Lightyear. Uh, Woody was a ventriloquist dummy, and then he was changed to a cowboy ventriloquist dummy, and then they were like, he looks pretty scary. Let's change him again to just this straight-up cowboy play thing. (laughs) Um, To me, it's just, like, such an obvious... Well, watching Toy Story, it's just like, yeah, you have Woody, who's, like, Western, old school, and then you get the upgrade. Oh, yeah, it's so... It's just it interesting seems like to how hear did they that, come up that it with took them this other long to figure it because, out when it's like yeah, like yeah. film history went western, western, western space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So when and I see so. Toy Story, I'm like, oh, this was probably just the first idea they had mm-hmm. was that they got an upgrade and it's a space toy. Yeah, but it's just interesting hearing that it wasn't that easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I guess they did this screening where like there was like no charm at all, and hmm. they 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 did a a three month shutdown and rewrote. The whole thing, that sucks. And then I now, I would love to hear, um, it, like I just have a couple more notes. Um, like what this sounds like to you as a modern animator. Um, so on this movie, they had twenty-seven animators and they used four hundred models. How does that track with something today? That's incredible that they were able <laughs> to make that film. Yeah, you know, I, I, they worked so hard on making Pixar films that by their second film and getting into Toy Story 2 and Bugs Life, uh-huh. uh, going into that realm, they started bringing on so many people and they're working like hundreds of people at that time. Yeah. So much that there was a family that the dad and the, the mom were both animators and their child, they left him and forgot him in the car because they were working like 10 oh. hour shifts every day. And Pixar changed from that point on oh. when they were like, oh, shoot, where's our kid? Who took the kid to the babysitter? And they go out to the car. The whole company like goes out and they're like, is the baby okay? And like it changed things. And, you know, Wait, was the baby were, okay? The baby was oh, okay. okay yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> there there could have been a darker story there yeah. but yeah. It, they, they they figured it out in time and you, it's it's hard because when you're an artist you love what you do but when you're working i don't know 100 hour weeks it can yeah. be it can yeah. be rough and with a crew that small ugh, ugh that, yeah. that's hard i mean what would like a like say how to train your dragon for like how if they made that like how many animators would they have on that something like that you know it's not just animators you just got a giant army of people Uh i i've been inside dreamworks been behind the scenes and checked that out and there's just rooms on rooms of animators and people Uh that are supervisors and this whole chain of command where you you have hundred like at least a hundred animators that oh. people are checking. You're yeah. you're checking and yeah. you're, you're you're redoing things and learning as you go. Because when like Kung Fu Panda started, yeah, yeah, people started animating Kung Fu Panda and they're like, we don't know where he's at. But by the end of the film, people can just animate it, yeah, uh-huh. because the character is jelloey and he's yeah. fun and soft but at the beginning you're like okay we got this panda let's how do we animate him and and bring him to life and i can only imagine with toy story it was a nightmare because they're developing the software while creating it yeah uh-huh. and so you're getting 
Like, what can we do in this computer? Yeah. Most people animating Toy Story were like drawing, and now they're trying to work with a mouse and like a 1990s computer, which is literally <laughs> yeah. like a dinosaur. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. right. It's a good dinosaur. It um, is. <laughs> and, and then so here's another one for you. Woody was the most complex, complex. He required 723 motion controls, including 212 for his face. And 58 for his mouth. Could you repeat those numbers again? Yeah, and maybe you know better, because this is just ripped from Wikipedia. Uh, No, I I believe it. (laughs) So Woody required 723 motion controls. Uh, Mm -hmm. 212 of it were his face and 58 for his mouth. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Is that like a pretty standard number, or is that number much larger these days? So nowadays they do like weird stuff where you just highlight the skin and move it so it can have almost an un- unlimited amount of bones or, or ways to move it. Dang. But right now with the characters I, I've worked with, yeah, you're getting in the hundreds and you start with basically the hips and you work the hips to the torso and you work your way out from there. And with Woody, they they were trying to just figure out how they were building the the rule book at that point. Right. Because everything, Disney created animation. Walt and his nine old men had just the foundations of what animation was. And then there's people like um, Richard Williams that were kind of the odd one out who was like, I'll reinvent animation for myself. And he made his animation uh, kind of notebook or toolkit and all of that material is really great, but those guys created animation, but within 50 years, they're, they're restarting with computers because what? And yeah. computers are hard and, and hard to, to navigate. So we're going away from the pencil and back to like a, a mouse. And, and I think that they didn't know what they were doing um, with a computer, uh-huh. and, and they had to create things like there's two ways to animate you got straight ahead and pose to pose and then you can kind of play with those uh-huh. so pose to pose is like he starts here and he goes here okay. and then straight ahead is like you animate him here and then you go a couple frames and then next pose and you kind of let it develop organically okay and they had to discover all this when <laughs> it, like they, they were yeah. they probably spent many days like animating something they're like we just Maybe we'll try it a different way. Yeah. And and Jeez. just exploring it. Well, nowadays, it's just a workflow where you get people and you're like, this is how we're doing it. Do yeah. it this way. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so you're so, not just telling the story. You're trying to figure out how to tell the story. They're kind of scientists. Yeah. yeah. Mad scientists yeah. at the That's same cool. time. That's <laughs> um, cool. Each frame took 45 minutes to 30 hours to render. Uh, final total, 800 machines and 114,240 frames of animation. I think they, they, there was a study that came out today where a modern-day computer can render all of Toy Story 1 in like 10 minutes. <laughs> no way. Yeah. That is so wild. It's wow. something crazy where the computers are nowadays are so much better that uh, back then it would have taken them to render Toy Story 4 like, like 20 years. Yeah, it's it's insane. So well, I you can look when, at the graphic difference. And oh like, yeah, oh. yeah. Well, I remember when we went to the the Pixar thing. They showed um, that it, shot in Inside Out where she looks out and the train goes by, mm-hmm. and it like kind of shows like the whole city. And they were saying how each frame, I think, was like it showed um, 
it was very cool. You could see how it would render if you rendered it for like an hour mm-hmm. or rendered it for three hours or like all the differences. Mm-hmm. And I think all those shots in that movie, or I mean, a lot of them were around like the 30 to 35 hours per frame rendering. That's because they anim- they did a certain way to animate that movie though. Yeah, and, you know? and it, w- it was just like, it's just crazy because that's, that's like the same that this one took, but but look at the results of that. Yeah, yeah, now. yeah. Like, yeah. and it's it's really, I mean, twenty years is not that much time in the grand scheme of history. It's, it's crazy. It's like nowadays they're doing face swaps and they're yeah. making like, <laughs> oh, hey, who is this person really? Yeah. And you, you get crazy stuff where technology is getting scary. Yeah. Where nowadays you can get in VR and film The Hobbit. And do these yeah. crazy things, which yeah. uh, who knows where we'll be in ten years from now? Because I don't know what your guys' view on the the new Lion King and the new. I have some live flame and hot opinions on that. <laughs> I I think but. to me, like Lion King in particular, um, like it looks impressive, but I don't see the purpose as a storyteller of telling the exact same story in a way that looks uglier than the original personally and i also think that this obsession with realism in stories mm-hmm. that are inherently fa- fantasy based is very stupid to me i don't need realism in a yeah. lion king talking yeah. movie and that's me you know <laughs> the good dinosaur was one of pixar's worst but also one of pixar's best looking yeah films. yeah yeah oh my yeah. gosh i was financially blown away. Did terrible yeah like they did uh, uh it was a big flop but the the film looks amazing and yeah that's where we are starting to hit this roof of we can make it look more real and more real, but is it going to be better for the story? Mm-hmm. At what point are we just running in circles? So I think what they're doing with Toy Story uh, 4 is amazing. Yeah. And Toy Story 1 was a great start. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we don't know where it's going to go from now because yeah. they're, they're getting crazy with film and lens, like lenses and anamorphic distortion of light. They're, they're crazy people. But amazing at the same time, right? Yeah, right. Some yeah. some realism is good though. I just want to say, and I think like in the Good Dinosaur, it's really cool because the dinosaurs are so cartoony. That's, that, what that's we were, why that's I think what it saying, like because last night we watched me. Piper, the short before Finding Dory, yeah. and it's just we were watching. I'm like this when I first saw it. I'm just like I don't actually think how they can make it more advanced. But mm-hmm. then then I was thinking like the the short. Then we watched the short before Incredibles two. I think it's called Bio or Bayo or something. Mm-hmm, and oh, it's just yeah. like oh. That is, they're still, it's still, and I'm not saying like, I don't know how they could be more creative. I just don't know how they can make it more realistic. And yeah. part of me is like, I guess they're done. And then I watched that one and I'm like, oh, but the it's animation. Yeah. They can make it look as a cartoony. Mm-hmm. And that movie being really, that short being really cartoony is still very textured. Yeah. And yeah. like, I feel like I know yeah. how they feel just by looking at it. Yeah. But it's still just like, oh, they, they're, they're not like stuck in this box. They can continue to do yeah. ca- creative, interesting, different things. Yeah. That's cool. I, I just watched uh, the new trailer for the new Pixar film, Soul. Oh, yeah. 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 That, yeah, that trailer oh, was crazy. Truly crazy. But they're doing a lot of uh, this shallow depth of field, very um, personal. Hmm. filmmaking now yeah and it's interesting because they're like okay now we can make unlimited amount of real like texture for things feel real yeah so let's just get that camera right up in their face yeah let's show it yeah right because it's 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 magical and yeah. uh yeah one the, and then there's like like i know we're just going off we haven't even started <laughs> on the movie it's just i love this stuff um there's like coco like oh. actually coco 
Yeah. She her wrinkles and stuff. That was like the most that was the most insane thing seeing that in theaters. I, yeah. I could not believe my eyes when I saw Coco. When he starts going off on his first guitar riff, I, I literally watched that at least a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just rewinded and played because they animated these fingers playing a guitar, which is first literally very, very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then getting into the strings of the instrument and having them vibrate yeah. is is kind of crazy because you, you can't just animate it. You have to work with post-processing because they, they add in the motion blur. Yeah. They, yeah. They, you just can't have a blurry motion uh effect that the animators like i i think it's gonna look right because sometimes yeah we, as animators we cheat yeah we we have to animate to the camera yeah mm-hmm. and so if if we're making a hand do something that looks right in camera they could an- they could uh, hit render and now you're getting this weird arm that blurs all like yeah. wonky and you're like i didn't know it was gonna look like that yeah, yeah interesting so. Man, that's cool. You get, you Animation rules. Everything. Are you done yet, Micah? <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. Uh, finally, <laughs> I'm just gonna blow through this part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Toy Story's got a lot of people who were very famous then and are also pretty famous now. Well, probably more just famous all the time. So you have Tom Hanks who plays Woody, and I. Uh, I'm just gonna blow through this list. Yeah. Castaway, Terminal, Big, You've Got Mail, Sleepless in Seattle, Polar Express, Turner and Hooch, Forrest Gump, Apollo 13, same year as Toy Story. Oh. Uh, Saving Private Ryan, That Thing You Do, Green Mile, Catch Me If You Can, You know, among I, others. If I could expand upon yeah. Tom Hanks, I feel like if you had to choose a famous person to be your dad, he'd be the best one. He is America's... No, the, well, America's him, no, yeah. him yeah. being going to be Mr. Rogers. Yeah. You've seen that trailer? And yeah. it's like, oh, he is... He's America's dad. He's yeah, just... Yeah. It's he's such a best. perfect... It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. When I Tom saw that Hanks. trailer, I'm like, who else could be Mr. Rogers? Yeah. It has yeah. to be him. Yeah. And then we have uh, Tim Allen, who plays Buzz Lightyear. And interesting, his IMDb profile is mostly him just appearing on talk shows. Really? Yeah, what? he likes it. Uh-huh? But it's like... <laughs> <laughs> like he you know started as a comedian so a lot of his credits are like a special that he did yeah. or being on johnny mm. carson that's about it and then of course we have home improvement and the santa claus but like nothing else stood out to me mm-hmm. Interesting. No- nothing that's very and I, I didn't for most of the people i didn't really look past toy story one uh-huh. just because kind of seemed yeah. like what they've done up until then but yeah. um thought that was interesting and then uh don rickles plays mr potato head his first acting credits in 1955 whoa and then he has a ton of acting credits as well uh but he in the same year's toy story was in casino Mm. oh so i guess that came out out in the same year i guess so love casino um yeah then i was looking up because he died in i think 2017 Uh so i was looking in toy story 4 and he's still credited as oh. Mr. Potato Head. Oh yeah, because I, I mean they it. they do the do they do the voice stuff like pretty when, far in advance? When did Toy Story four come out? Uh, in July this yeah. year. Yeah, well, or June. I mean, but. sometimes they have stand-ins, so they'll make the film and they'll storyboard the whole thing, and so that the animators can go and sit down and watch the film before the, they make the film, and they need to oh. have a lot of these voice lines created. So they'll get actors in, and if like they had a it's it's hard because sometimes they have story changes uh-huh. midway mm-hmm. through the film, and from what I've heard, Toy Story Four was kind of a roller coaster okay. with multiple really? directors and just having. Oh yeah, because Lasseter gets fired yeah. during that time. There yeah. was a whole bunch of stuff. Okay, uh, but 
I could believe that they had that recorded by two years before the movie comes out. Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. He was 90 when he died, when he died by the way. Whoa. Ooh, old good. guy. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Slinky, the dog, is oh, yeah. played by Jim Varney. I've never heard of him, but he's in Atlanta, so he's cool. He checks out. <laughs> um, and then Wallace Shawn plays Rex. He is in Princess Bride, Clueless. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's in an episode of The Cosby Show. He's in a Goofy movie, and he's in the live-action Jungle Book, 1998. The oh, real that good one's one. a cool one. Yeah. I like that one. <laughs> that one's great. Um, and then John Ratzenberger plays Ham. Uh, he's also the Underminer in Incredibles. Oh, the He's in Wally oh, he's and Coco. Wow. Mostly has done voice acting for okay. Pixar stuff that I yeah. noticed. And then Annie Potts plays Bo Peep. Um, she was in a lot of stuff that I hadn't like never heard of, uh-huh. but she was in the first Ghostbusters. Well, no, I think she's just in like all the Ghostbusters. She was even in the the new one. Oh, okay. And then uh, John Morris plays Andy, and he played Andy. He's played Andy in every Toy Story movie. No way. Yeah, and he has, and the like really the only acting credit he has is additional voices on Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm. That's about it. <laughs> and then this one's crazy if for Princess Diaries fans. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Eric Von Denton, Denton plays Sid, and he's the mean guy Josh in Princess Diaries. Okay. He's the mean cool guy. Yum. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Maury, Lori Metcalf plays Mrs. Davis. That's right. Yeah, and I didn't know that. So Lori Metcalf, Roseanne, Lady Bird, Uncle Buck, Scream Two, among I, for, several I forget other she's things. in Scream Two, even though we just watched that. Yeah, she's the weird twist. Yeah, in that movie. Oh, don't spoil a movie that's thirty years old. Okay. Um, okay. So now we're transitioning. We're going to talk about the movie. Hey, let's get in it. Just so, watched it last night. Yeah, us too. Yeah. Uh, did, did you watch it on Disney Plus? Or do you? Yeah, own yeah. Disney Plus. We probably watched it at the you same know, time. <laughs> Disney Plus was announced, and I'm like, I'm not going to spend another dime on a streaming service. Day one, I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Why not? They've got yeah. too much stuff on there that yeah. you're not going to be able to get anywhere else now. So. I just had, I mean, I got to see, I had to see Mandalorian. So I'm like, yeah. even if it, if, even if Mandalorian sucks, I have to get Disney plus to see that. So did you, are you liking Mandalorian? I saw the I, first I episode. Um, you, you haven't watched it? I have not watched it yet. I haven't watched the second episode, but I, I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I, it hasn't quite like click, but most season, season yeah. premieres don't like click right away. I'm lost at the timeline for this because... Yeah, well, don't spoil anything. From, I, I'm not going to spoil anything, <laughs> but there, there's characters in this that make me question: Are they the characters that we know and love, or are they the characters that are uh, are new? Because oh. there's, there's just okay. I gotta watch it. Yeah, like, you gotta immediately. watch it because <laughs> <laughs> right now I just assume that it takes place after episode six, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, I'm, me too. I assume that, but then I'm like, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. So the movie starts. Andy's playing with his toys. And as like a narrative function, this is so great. You're introduced to all the characters and they're all just normal, shiny toys. And I was expecting after watching Toy Story 4 to be kind of like cringing at the animation in this movie still pretty much holds up mm-hmm. for the most part. Just besides the humans. Yeah. And pretty bad. I mean, to me, mm-hmm, I yeah. wasn't even like, I think Sid looks really cool still. Um, but, uh. I don't know. I maybe there's nostalgia in there. There's definitely nostalgia, but I'm like, <laughs> I like, man. I, I was so impressed by like 
there's like reflections on the ground. There's reflections in Buzz Lightyear's helmet. And I'm like, they did this for the first time? Well, you like, can see like there's, there's like, remember when the little army men are out like walk, going downstairs? Like that you can see that the doors are like distressed from like kids yeah, kicking they have, like, it. Yeah, chips mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, so I mean, that, I mean, it's like, I just wouldn't expect them to think about doing that mm-hmm. in this for in this movie. Yeah. But it looks really good. Yeah. The, uh, the film was kind of mind-blowing and also a little like, I understand. This was the first film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There right. Are yeah. Those, like those moments where you're you're like, uh, yeah. But Pixar has has made these crazy leaps where you're getting movies coming out today, like uh, Norm of the North. And, oh yeah, and and other animated films that you're like, I know that there's animators that are working really hard on this. Yeah. But it it's not pushing the bounds, and it it looks like Toy Story one. Yeah, and it looks it, like it, a twenty-year-old movie. Yeah. yeah, and you're you're like, okay, Toy Story set a really high bar that yeah. is still hard to pass today. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. <laughs> like you'll, well, they'll get professionals that are like, uh, we don't know how they did it twenty years <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and one thing that I was noticing was that, um, like the, especially again, I'm juxtaposing it with Toy Story Four, is that like the actual settings are not very complicated. They're just complicated enough that they pass. It's the characters that are really complicated. Like, the bedrooms, especially Sid's, like, his hallway, that's, like, a pretty boring-looking set. But, I mean, it's still impressive yeah, yeah, to yeah. me. Right. But it's like, oh, if they made this now, that set would look so much cooler. Yeah. Or even, like, his outdoor. Well, it'd probably like... look just a little bit more lived in. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that that those parts of the house. But, of course, you don't see... You don't see much, I feel like, sets outside of people's bedrooms. And yeah. then, like, probably the backyard at Sid's house. Which actually, like, sir, I think it, like, helps the story narrative. Because you're in, like, a child's perspective of the toy. So it yeah. actually, like, works to their benefit. They just yeah. chose something that, like, perfectly yeah. is able to... All the, all the quote, like, mistakes or tarnishes, you can actually show, make it look better. Or like help service it's, the story. Yeah, it's definitely one of those films where you're like, "What are our weaknesses, and let's make it our strengths." Yeah, right. Let's, yeah, let's just try to embrace it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Andy's playing with his toys, and then um, and then we have like we see Woody, and then and then when he leaves the room, they all come to life, which mm-hmm. is still like a magical moment because mm-hmm. it's what we all like dreamed about as kids is like oh the my toys gosh. coming yeah. to life. Yeah. And you know he has that great like there's so many great comedic bits that we laughed out loud like five or six times during the movie mm-hmm. i've seen this movie 40 50 times i'm still like that's hilarious mr potato head probably is the funniest <laughs> oh yeah to me. Oh, yeah, what yeah. Easily. yeah doing the kiss ass joke <laughs> yeah. with the lips and stuff like that and then, then there's like you know woody saying draw to the etch-a-sketch and it and it like draws a gun and yeah. stuff. i mean yeah it's fantastic and then yeah. like uh, when when he pushes Buzz out the window by accident, yeah, yeah, and then he, Mr. Potato Head's like, "I'm gonna kill you next." Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're coming for you, Woody. And yeah, Woody's like, "I gotta get out of here, guys." Yeah, it's 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 yeah, especially when um, what was the other part? When uh, Andy's opening up his birthday toys and Mr. Potato Head's just like, Mrs. Potato Head, Mrs. Potato Head. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, that's funny toy humor. (laughs) He's he's like the pervy old uncle that just is like, (laughs) throw out out gags. Yeah. (laughs) But but then we have like, I mean, kind of this first setting where they do like the toy council and they're talking about, you know, like, oh, we had a plastic convent, like a plastic seminar. And I think that went really well and Woody's running it. And you're seeing how all the toys function. It kind of like sets up 
like the Pixar paradigm that they will follow in like all their movies where it's like, here's mm. this thing. This is how this world works. Yeah. And then from then on, you can just like move forward with the story, which it's just pretty brilliant writing because right away you like totally get how this world works. And then through the next sequence, when the toy soldiers come down and they um, are reporting what Andy is getting for his birthday, um, you, you just like... You just get it. Yeah. You just absolutely get it. And they nail that, like, with most of their movies anyway. When they're yeah. when it's the first one, you're like, this is how well, that universe like, and works. And they continue, like, kind of talking about they, they use the toys' strengths. Like, so the army men being the ones that are going down there and, like, calling up to them on the walkie-talkie. It's like, what, what other toy would they use for yeah. this? Yeah. Like, it has to be the army men. Yeah. yeah. It makes total sense. The professionals. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, so, yeah, they, they, like, use the toy strengths a lot, I, I think. Yeah, and the and the and just that whole sequence is hilarious where all the toys are waiting by the walkie-talkie and the army men are like, come in, come in, come in. We have a this toy. We have a this toy. Oh, someone brought him bed sheets. Who? What kid was invited to that birthday yeah, party? Good. Like all yeah. these great bits. Yeah. Um, and then of course, like I chimed in in the movie that time. I was yeah. like, yeah, what kid would do <laughs> that? <laughs> um, and then and then you have the great reveal of Buzz Lightyear. Yes. And then he's put upstairs. The kids are playing, and then Buzz has this existential crisis throughout the movie. Well, he doesn't have it yet, where he does not know that he is a toy. Yes, which is, you know, this is like the backbone of the series. Like mm-hmm. every movie, it seems like a character has some sort of existential crisis, and this also starts the paradigm of Pixar movies being a lot more than kids' movies. Yeah, because yeah. you oh, gosh, you relate yeah. to this, like believing in something or thinking you're something and finding out you're not. Yeah, and then. Yeah discovering what you should be or what you should believe in i yeah. mean amazing yeah way to go joss whedon for adding that to the story because it literally makes the whole movie yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah yeah go ahead go well ahead. i was just gonna say with uh, when he does that look around and you see the reflection inside his helmet and he's like on mars for the first time he's yeah like, where am i oh yeah i was like whoa whoa they're animating from reflection that is amazing i don't know how they're doing it maybe they did it in weird layers where they animated like a distorted face and overlaid it but it just it it was really it 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 grounded me as an animator being like good job yeah good job pixar (laughs) it was really good i'm i'm like kind of shocked that something that we talked about was how the the movie doesn't like for the most part it just sticks to pretty static camera movements but then it does do movements where you're like inside his helmet moving around and i'm like what you did this on the I, first like, try really 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 would never expect that from this movie mm-hmm. and they they did that a lot yeah and, and then uh, it's just crazy and it's cool that they which they had said that they needed to do this because otherwise it would have been too complicated but they just kept like what would be real shots if you were filming a real mm-hmm. movie. So mm-hmm. everything is like actually filmable. Yeah. And I think that's a pretty good language to establish. Yeah. In well, it's like, I mean, camera real. movements also, they can, you know, it's not just like a camera is filming something and that's telling you the story. Camera movements are part of the storytelling. Yeah. So that it's important that they did that yeah. throughout the movie because it's like, if it is moving towards something, it is emphasizing something to you or it's like providing more action. Yeah. yeah. Or it's, it's kind of like cheating a little bit on some action because the camera's moving a little bit. So it's like, mm-hmm. it is kind of like, well, why wouldn't they do camera movements? But you're like, it's 1995 and it's animated. Why yeah. would they do camera <laughs> movements? I, uh, I was talking to the... Uh the cameraman who worked on the Pixar short Lava. 
Okay. okay. And he was working with the uh, technicians to make a, a camera move that could tell you the speed at which they were going, real world speed. So yeah. it's like miles an hour. If I'm moving the camera in the computer, it's like playing Grand Theft Auto and having a screen tell you, this is how fast you're your character's moving at all times because the camera's moving. And so he he developed this with people to allow him to keep within real world helicopter specs. Because once you oh, start yeah. moving when you have unlimited freedom, you're just like, oh, this camera angle would look great. Yeah. But if you're keeping a camera angle to a real world medium, like yeah. we literally can't move a camera so fast we cannot yeah. fly this fast or do this and so if you restrict your your creativity to real world it creates this next level of realism because when we're watching it we'll get unimmersed we'll get uh-huh. out of it if the camera's like wow flash right. under up and over yeah and, and i know now with drones we're kind of doing crazy stuff that was never thought of yeah but and there sometimes is, it works, but you do watch movies like that are special effects heavy. Yeah. And sometimes when they're not grounded, you may not even know, but mm-hmm. you'll just be like, I don't like how this looks for some reason. Well, it's yeah. Gemini Man. I mean, they shot it at the like a crazy high frame rate and it's it people no, no matter how impressive it is, yeah. because it's not the normal standard, people mm-hmm. are like this is ugly. This yeah. doesn't yeah. look right when it is a pretty crazy and probably at some point important thing like that yeah. we yeah. just don't know about yet. Mm-hmm. But it's like people know in their minds that it's wrong. Yeah. So yeah. like consciously and subconsciously because that's not what they've been told yeah. is okay. But for the record, Gemini Man rules. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I want to watch it. It's actually cool. I've, been, I, I've got, watched like, literally every behind the scenes thing about it, and I'm like, I need to watch it. It's this cool. Movie. I only was able to see it in 60 okay. FPS because um, the 120 like just still isn't there. It's only in like a couple of cities across America. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it, I mean, it's like a 90s action movie, as they would say on Blank Check. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's like pretty by the numbers, but I. I liked it a lot. Good. Uh, <laughs> okay. So they're worried about that. Da, da, da. Um, someone mentioned Zerg. Yeah. That, and they, that's on his thing, which is cool because hey, we'll it. see him later. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. We, you that. know, it's like they probably just wrote that in. And then when they get a sequel, they're like, cool. We already mentioned Zerg. We already created and another toy. Al's Toy Barn. Yeah. <laughs> so we right. can just play on that and yeah. makes the series feel more knitted together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is our obsession being so this the, podcast. The basic conflict is Andy prefers Buzz now because it's the new toy and Woody is slowly getting put you know, into the toy chest with everyone else. And he's like, not Andy's favorite anymore. And that's like a big thing with Woody, his entire character arc of the series is like yeah. he is Andy's toy. Or in Toy Story 4, I forget the girl's name, but like he is loyal to his owner. Yeah. Um, so... It, it's just great. They, like they're also just so different, so they they just conflict and battle the whole time, Buzz and Woody. Um, but that's it, just because they also do change. And I feel like Buzz and Woody kind of struggle throughout the whole series, and that's why their characters are so great together. Yeah. But it, it does like Woody does have to change, uh-huh. and by the end of it, it's like you are kind of annoying, but you are Andy's too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I kind of went through the whole movie with it, but <laughs> no, that's good. And then. One another one crazy thing before we get too far ahead is that um that the flight animation sequence with Buzz where he where he yeah, flies really cool. and closes eyes first of all it's laugh out loud funny and second of all what how did they do that 
again, it's uh, this movie just blows my mind, and and it's twenty four years old now, like Ooh. it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um. Well, like his face when he's stuck on the airplane on the ceiling, it's jiggling oh, and yeah. wiggling, and he's yeah. like, rah, rah, and you're yeah. just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's, that's really good. so good. <laughs> and so, oh yeah. Um, and then and then we have the intro of Sid in yep. the background blowing up the the toy, which is also and Buzz is like biting at the yeah, thing, just really like let him. me go get him. Yeah, yeah. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Good. just so hilarious, hilarious foreshadowing. Uh, you know that Andy is like Andy's moving in a week, so that's kind of in the background the whole time, important yeah. to the story. And um, they're going Andy and his mom and his sister are going to Pizza Planet, and he wants to bring Buzz. No, he wants to bring Woody because that's when Buzz gets pushed out the window. Oh, yeah. Could I, could I, right before, like right after Buzz flies yeah, and yeah. lands, it, it, it does this joke that got me because Toy Story 4 is, is a little bit like foreshadowed in, in my mind. At yeah, least. yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, I so, feel like I know what you're going to say. But... So uh, in the very beginning of the film, Woody's talking about, okay, everybody needs a moving buddy because we're moving in yeah. so many days. And then Buzz oh, lands from the flying thing. And Bo Peep's like, I got my moving buddy now. Yeah. And she's like all getting close to Buzz. And Woody's like, you're taking my girl yeah. and my uh, the my person? Yeah. You're yeah. evil. Yeah, I'm right. going to kill you. Yeah, that like solidified it to <laughs> yeah. him for sure. And yeah. it, like inside I was like, yeah, that's why Woody let Bo Peep leave in Toy Story 4. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, like yeah. the dark foreshadowing. Yeah. It's like, oh, Bo man. Peep, you, you, you weren't faithful. You, you want, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want to read it that way. <laughs> um, okay, so then, you know, Woody pushes him down, uh, kind of accidental, but on purpose, and then uh, the Etch-A-Sketch draws a hangman's noose, which is funny because he's a cowboy. Um, and then they go, they get lost in the gas station. Kind of jumping forward. I mean, well, so you've seen Andy this movie, takes Woody right? Into the car. Listener? They stop to get gas, and uh, Buzz was outside. Buzz was outside. Jumped on the car. As yeah, right, right. And then and Andy's mom leaves without them, and then they see the Pizza Planet car, and then they have like a huge argument before that yeah, too, yeah. where he's trying to get him to like realize like you You're are a toy. A toy. <laughs> and then he, you know. Buzz is still just not understanding that. And then he sees a Pizza Planet truck and he's like, oh, I know how to convince him to get on this truck. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a rocket. It's a rocket. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's it, good. And I love, I just love the scene when Woody's in the back getting pummeled by everything in the back. <laughs> yeah. So beat up by the t- and, and Buzz yeah. Lightyear like puts the seatbelt on and kind of taps it. Yeah. And he, says, he says something about like safety before yeah. he gets in. Very, very yeah. funny. And then, of course, um, the. The uh, car that the that Andy's mom is driving has the A113, which is the class the animators yeah, took. At, at CalArts. Yeah, and, and that's I, in every Pixar movie, that I just number. listened to a podcast by the Bancroft Brothers. They are, uh, like, they directed Mulan. They're, oh, okay. They're, they're both animator, animation teachers now. But oh, they're, wow. They're, they're still in the realm of okay. animation, and they, they're pretty influential still, I think. Uh, but they were... Um, they they recently went back to CalArts and they're like, yeah, this animation room. And I was listening and be like, oh, oh, shoot, that's a real thing. And then now it's just like a, a graphic arts room. But oh, back in the day, it was like we're developing animation. We're creating like the, the all stars and uh, Brad Bird and all these great animators went through there. John Laster, like mm-hmm. a lot of really big names um, and and 
you're just like, okay, there's a lot of history here. And yeah. I like that they, they do these callbacks in these films. And you'll see them like uh, house addresses throughout the Pixar films yeah. and stuff. So yeah. it is just really cool. Yeah, that's great. Well, because they, they have the Pizza Planet truck is in all of them. Mm-hmm. The A113. The ball. And the ball. Those yeah. are like the three that are always in, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if the truck is in all of them, though. Because how would that be in Brave? Unless it's like a hieroglyph in the back or yeah, something. Yeah, it was actually a toy in the old witch's house. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so I guess they do do it. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's kind of fun. Of course, mm-hmm. where is it in Good Dinosaur, I wonder? But we don't have time for that. Get back to the story, Micah. Okay. Um, so then they, they get to Pizza Planet... Love Pizza Planet. Always wish it existed as a kid. Yeah. Super cool. <laughs> and now I get the reference of uh, there's those astronauts. It's a whack-a-mole and aliens are coming out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Alien. But, like, yeah, I, alien never, I never knew that. As yeah, a yeah. Kid, the no. chest burster is coming out. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you have like one of the funniest moments of the yeah. movie when they get into the claw machine that's shaped like a rocket that Buzz thinks is going to take them. And there's all those aliens and they have this, this like tribe of aliens that believes that the claw is like their god yeah so funny (laughs) and it like furthers like this existential like philosophical nature of the toy story series (laughs) that there's this tribe of people aliens that believe in god as a claw yeah so so when it it gets buzz it's like oh he is the chosen one chosen yeah (laughs) and that's how that's how sid gets them gets buzz and woody yeah and an alien takes them back home they're terrified Mm. but also takes them right back to andy so yeah. there's that too mm-hmm. um and then you kind of get introduced to sid a little bit where one he has the terrifying dog and mm-hmm. then also his sister he takes her toys and rips off their heads and replaces them with like monster heads yeah. from his toys so you're you're seeing you're kind of like getting a little sense of what is going to happen to woody and buzz mm-hmm. the as longer a, they stay there as a kid i was terrified of that Me part too. Yeah. like the hand crawling out yes. and you're just like and this, like the weird this shouldn't be a thing yeah like, <laughs> no spider. sid always scared me N- not to the point where i would like cry but yeah. it was always just like oh i, I would never want to meet a kid like that in my life <laughs> part <laughs> of me was like this is a little dark this yeah, is a little yeah. too dark yeah well and what's funny is um it's just when you go back and watch some of these like great great movies horror is such an influence on like yeah like all these great movies um like jurassic park like so many spielberg movies they have like horror sections toy story one has this kind of horror montage Mm -hmm. and then in toy story 4 there's also like the horror when they're in that um antique shop Mm -hmm. and i would imagine in toy story 2 and 3 i just don't remember i bet there's some horror influence in those as well just really cool yeah i feel like if you go through every pixar film there's a moment of horror in each one because i I, just down to a movie philosophy i think that they try to embrace every genre in every film and 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 ultimately a big crux is that that emotional bond and, and almost like a drama movie moment where you lose a character you get your heart broken that's like the big uh hook for yeah. most films but mm-hmm. you this horror aspect oh it just fit it fit yeah. good yeah, yeah. as a yeah. kid you're like i give up yeah right yeah <laughs> you know and then there's that great scene where i and i think as a i can't remember if it just like made me really sad as a kid or it was boring to me as a kid but was the scene where woody tries to or uh buzz tries to jump out the window oh, that was always so sad to me i think it was sad yeah, yeah. and his arm breaks off and it's this that's his moment where he's like, I'm a toy. Mm-hmm. And he has to come to grips with being a toy. And much like when people come to grips with 
something they don't do it in the most healthy way and that's so, right after he saw a commercial for buzz Lightyear on tv oh yeah too. yeah yeah. so yeah and, and and seeing that he's not like this special guy that he thought he was but maybe he is he just doesn't know what kind of special he is mm-hmm. the beauty of toy story oh, yeah toy story and then he his uh molly his uh sid's sister like takes um him She's a funny joke when she's having a little tea party and she's like, oh, Ms. Nesbitt, your hat looks so good today. Like, it looks really good with your head. And then you see all of her other toys don't have heads. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny. And and then you see that he's like dealing with the fact that he's a toy by just accepting yeah. whatever and yeah. not fighting for anything. And so then, and this great writing, toy, I mean, uh, Woody has to now be like, okay, I'm going to help you. Like, now we're friends. Let's get out of this. We got to get out of this. Yeah. Which is when they stage the whole thing where the toys all come to life and attack Sid when when he has a rocket strapped to Buzz, which... Well, an important part before that is so, like, what what he is, like, understanding about Buzz, you know, like, he, he needs my help. He is Andy's toy. So I need to... Not only do I need to get back to Andy, so does Buzz. So then he finally can get... Go back to Andy's because he... The toys are all there in his room looking at him and he throws the the Christmas lights across the way. And they're just like they're like done with Woody because yeah, of what yeah. he did to Buzz. And it's like you don't deserve to be Andy's toy anymore. When Woody's trying to convince them that like he has Buzz. And that I just I just like moments like that in movies where it's like, it's so easy, they can just go right there right now. And as a kid, that would kill me because it's yeah. like safety. <laughs> and then it was taken away from them. Mm-hmm. I think that that's just good story writing too. Oh yeah. So that that's when they have to they decide like um, so he gets the rocket, what he is in that little crate. Um, that's when Buzz realizes that he is going like, okay, we're going to get out of here. Yeah. And they get the toys help too. And they find out the yeah. toys are not bad guys yeah. as well. Yeah. But the, the sequence uh, and another horror sequence when, when they come to life and, and Woody's drawstring is like telling Sid a bunch of stuff. And then when he finally turns his head all the way around and looks at Sid and says, uh play nice or next time play nice or something like yeah, that yeah 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 and all the toys are coming out and i love that they only do that one time in the whole series well, it's, well, it's cool because yeah. i think when we watched last night because you know woody's like i have an idea but it's gonna break the rules like that they never say what the rule is oh I mean, yeah it's pretty yeah. obvious yeah. but also i like that they did that movie one because like let's say that never happened they they get away some other way and then mm-hmm. we're like on toy story three they're in a bind and they're like okay we have to do this thing i feel like seeing it two movies later would just be like no they're not supposed to do that yeah. they've yeah. set it up for the last two movies it yeah. doesn't work but doing it movie one it's like okay now i know this is the thing that they i guess they could do if they had to yeah yeah because it's I- one of those things too where it's like <laughs> these toys come to life when the owners aren't there and you're like but do they really yeah, and then you see that happen, and it's like, whoa, they they can. Yeah, there's cool. no fan theory about how uh, the toys never came to life or yeah. something stupid like that. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> they do. Yeah. Um. So then they're able to. Then the the Andy moves, and they they are chasing the car. They do the whole. I mean, car chase kind of. Yeah, right. Toy Story version yeah. car chase. Which yeah. the dog again? Spud. Yes, but yes, is chasing him. and he—he <laughs> yeah. he, I noticed uh, especially like he—he he has not aged well at all. Like the the, the fur texture is not there. The, the way oh, his his he hey, runs is a little yeah, weird. Tr- yeah, yeah, dog animation. So developing quadrupeds. Yeah. So humans, we walk normal, but quadrupeds, 
have different joints in different places and you have to have something called IK. So uh, inverse kinematics. Instead of you move your shoulder and that moves all your arm mm-hmm. all the way down to your fingers, in that direction, it starts at you have a hand, you put it on something, and then when you move the body, the arm is going to kind of follow along like a string. Right. Yeah. So when animating this dog, they didn't have that. They didn't uh-huh. have it so that they could move the body and then put the paw in the front and then be like one foot after the other. Yeah. Let's make a walk cycle or make it run. They had to basically animate this floating mass and there's no collision. Like you can't just put a hand on the ground and be like, that's the ground. It's like you're animating every frame and hoping it looks right with the ground and yeah. then going back and forth. So quadrupeds, what a nightmare. <laughs> it was a nightmare, but yeah. there was no way around it. Yeah. Like they couldn't of, yeah. I don't think there was any two-footed pets that said, if he had a pet monkey, it would have been weird. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> yeah. wouldn't have worked. It had to have been a dog and yeah. like, uh, like a scary-looking dog, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the uncanny weirdness of like janky animation yeah. back then. I think it kind of works in its favor of being yeah, like, Yeah, because he is a bad wrong. guy. Like, yeah. if he was supposed to be a cute dog, you'd be like, Ugh. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. look cute, yeah. but yeah. But he's scary. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, Andy also, he didn't age well. No, yeah. he's so bad. I was, I yeah. felt like when we were watching it, it's like, I feel like all the humans is just like much 2D, very much mm-hmm. like just 2D yeah, movements. I, didn't, like I just didn't notice that. Their as hands much, can but, only go yeah. here, but it can't go like that yeah. or anything. It's just like this. I hope it's Did very you guys simple. see that, listeners? Yeah. Did you guys see Jordan's oh. arm movement? <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving it not 2D. <laughs> but um, yeah, their faces were also very flat. Uh-huh. Like this is like the width of their faces. <laughs> it's like you're holding a sandwich, that's the width of their faces. Yeah. And I feel like they were also too, like the top of their heads. By the time I got to their bottom, it just yeah. was not symmetrical or not mm-hmm. not proportional. It looked like a clay mass that someone just like pushed with yes. their thumbs yeah. until it looked kind of right. And they're yeah. like, okay, yeah. we'll just go with it. Yeah. It's probably why they don't show them that much in the movie. Mm-hmm. No. But then, you know, basically they, they do, they, they it, it takes them a little bit, but then they're able to get to the moving truck by firing off the rocket and Buzz actually flies. Yes, which love is that part. Really cool, big payoff. Mm-hmm. Then we get shown the house, and this is great because Christmas was two days ago. It's Christmas, and they're opening presents, and now there's a Mrs. Potato Head. Hey, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. And then isn't there? It's a dog. Oh, oh yeah, the um, uh, they they talk about like, are you worried it's going to be another toy? And they're like, oh, it'll be fine. What could be possibly more? crazy than you buzz and then you hear this puppy barking yeah you're like great this is a great movie and it's just a masterpiece it's one of the best it's a a milestone in cinema history i thought was interesting single mom oh yeah thing which is like i mean 1995 it's it maybe not isn't that crazy for that year but i think it is a little interesting Mm. that they did single parent for a wholesome family movie and it's their first one I'm that assuming is, they probably did that because of uh, it would have been too complicated to introduce yet another yeah. person mm-hmm. slash like maybe the story just didn't really need it. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I, minimalism. I like, Pixar's yeah. uh, tried and true story making. Yeah. Don't add it if you don't absolutely need it. And I yeah. think that it's actually pretty cool that she's a single mom with two kids. I don't yeah. know. It's, it's no, nice. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Um, it makes it, I mean, 
I didn't come from a single parent home. My parents are still together, but in a way, it's just mm. more relatable and yeah. more like down to earth. Yeah. In a way. Um, but yeah, that's Toy Story. Uh, do you guys have any final thoughts? Love it. Love it. That Love was it. a good movie. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's still good. This will be this will be in the rare the rare uh, franchise that we're gonna cover where there's just not a bad movie. Yeah. And and, mm. and it's not like oh, there's one that's maybe not as it. They're all crazy crazy good do you which one's your favorite daniel uh oh toy story you know there's rarely a film where the second one supersedes the first one but toy story 2 did it. me too it, like toy story was like good and then bugs life came out and watched yeah. that one too many times on vhs yeah <laughs> hate rewinding it just to be able to play it again and then toy story 2 came out and you're like there's the full cast that's woody's background that's his yeah life. yeah yeah and you're like yeah. oh so you guys you guys well, are lucky could, coming could up. you rank your toy stories off the top of your head you know i get a lot of conflicted feelings on the new toy story because it's it's almost a pattern that you know by now yeah you're mm-hmm. watching the film and you're like i kind of know where it's going even right. though mm-hmm. they're trying to be unpredictable i nerded out though toy story 4 looked beautiful Bo Peep coming back with a whole new design, yep. and she kind of oh, yeah. has this. Yeah, she looks more fleshed bad out. in Toy Story. And yeah. then when you like look at her now, you're like, "You're amazing." Well, back then, you're like, "What are you made of? What are?" Yeah. The art? Well, you didn't know and that then, she was part of a lamp. Yeah, like she no. was porcelain, pretty yeah. much. And she had these sheep, and she disappeared in Toy Story two and three. And you're like, "Well, yeah." Oh, she not in two? She's gone. No, they, no, like, yeah, no. You're right. I'm saying you're right. Is, yeah. Is, oh, is wow. she what? Like she I can't might remember. be in three, like briefly. No, she's not. She's in three not. At all. Then I'm. If she's in two, it's the very beginning of the movie. Yep. That's the so, only thing. You guys have to let me know. Yeah. Because I, I'm I can't pretty sure remember. she's in one at least one more before four. So yeah. it might be two at the beginning of. But the movie. it has to be so minimal. And yeah. Bo Peep comes in as like a major Or maybe character. the end of the movie of two because Jesse gets, you know, mm-hmm. Jesse and the horse, I forget the horse's name, but gets uh, introduced into bullseye, the bullseye. bullseye. Yeah, yeah. So you see like, like the wind. <laughs> her, and, her and Buzz have their, it's like they're the couple mm-hmm. and that might be when Bo Peep comes back. Like, yeah. oh, Bo Peep and Woody. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. That's I, thing I, I believe it. Be- well, so do you feel like they created her new version into Toy Story 4 edgy like more yeah modern age kind of woman power in in a good way yeah no i i think they i think well, they if you did think about it like though, a cool she's porcelain like, and you're like representative oh, her arm comes way. off yeah yeah. yeah but it's like i feel like in the in toy story one she you know she doesn't have much to do yeah, yeah. but her her like charisma seems a little bit not like perfect girlfriend kind of thing so (laughs) yeah because i think i thought that watching toy story 4 and it was fine yeah it all like made sense for the story and stuff Mm -hmm. but thinking about toy story 1 it's like i don't think that's as big as a leap as i thought as toy story 4 came out yeah they definitely pushed this like bo peep was never a weak character yeah and i was like well let's you never she never had much to do yeah Yeah. but she comes back in toy story 4 as a full character and you're like this is awesome but easily toy story 2 was my favorite okay Toy Story 3 with Mr. Cuddlesworth? Yeah. Is that, that's his name? I think so. The big purple guy. Oh, wasn't that yeah. Hugs a lot? Hugs oh, a lot. So, yeah. That but sounds right, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when that, pod, when Mr. that Cuddlesworth. Comes <laughs> and then, uh, so, two, then one, th- or then three. Cool. Wow. Okay, yeah. cool. Nice. Uh, I'm not sure what mine is. And until we watch them all, 
in in this quick secession. I'm really not sure because it's yeah. that kind of series where when I watch one, I'm like, oh, this is my favorite, and then I watch the second one, I'm like, eh, this is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, and then the third and the fourth because yeah. I saw Toy Story four twice, and I was like, I mean, I'm crying a lot, and <laughs> this is beautiful, and I'm connecting a lot. So is this my favorite? Yeah. And then we watched Toy Story last night, and I'm like, well, you can't beat this one. <laughs> so I, I don't know. <laughs> you know the existential part with Forky and oh. four, and he's like. What am I? I'm trash. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm I'm on it. I'm on this ride. Yeah. This yeah. one's great. So it's it's not a, a movie order in which I'm firm to, but yeah, I think it's the more movies malleable. are all it moves yeah, around a lot. Definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to uh, comment. Uh, I got a Patreon, patreon.com slash Micah McCaw. Get your episodes on Monday instead of Friday. And uh, next week it's Toy Story two. And thank you to Daniel. For yes, coming thank you on for coming. Thank, thank you for letting yes. me come on. It was yeah. fun. Yeah, and, and we'll, we'll we'll plug your movie whenever it's gonna hey, come you out. Know, yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll I'll do give a special episode. Teasers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a non-franchise episode. We'll have to do. Yeah. Um, and also my album is coming out January tenth. It's very close now because it is it is December twenty seventh. So you gotta listen to it and, yeah, and go buy listen. it and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye. Bye.